0: It's a, a very unique approach to filmmaking, I'd say. So it follows Mason Jr., played by Ella Coltrane, over 12 years essentially, uh, him growing from six to 18. Yeah. And we drop in and out of his life every year, um, and you see him grow things happen. Not a lot happens, actually. There's no storyline, but there is so much that happens to him, mm. as you would expect from somebody growing up in 12 years. I chose it because I found it pretty devastating to watch. For me, it, it hit home, uh, and, it, and then the rewatch was tricky.
1: Hey, everybody, and welcome to this episode of Watch Podcast. We're joined by Chris. Hello. Matt. Hi. Helen. Hello. And we're talking about the Rich Linklater classic, is it a classic? Boyhood.
2: Thank you as always to the mighty people for the mighty, mighty tunes. And thanks to Ben from Rockwood Audio for his awesome editing skills.
1: Please do remember to write a review and rate us on Apple Podcasts anywhere. You can do where you listen to the podcast because it really does help us.
2: And you can join in the conversation with us on Twitter
1: at FlixWatcherPod. And on Instagram,
2: at FlixWatcher. Hello film fans, welcome to this episode of FlixWatch podcast. In the studio today we have Chris and Matt. If you would like to say hello and tell the lovely listeners a little bit more about who you are and what you do, please.
0: Yeah, well, I'm Chris and I'm half of the Movie Bunker podcast with Matt, uh, where we talk about the poorly rated movies out there. Uh,
3: for our pleasure. Yeah. <laughs> Is it pleasure though? <laughs> yeah, it started off that way. It started off, we we'd had high highfalutin ideas that what would, the, all reviewers knew nothing. Mm. And it would go down, we'd find these five-star, two-star, three-star films. We would then find out they were utterly wrong about it and they were absolutely perfect in gems. And so
1: you, you thought you'd be mining through for the, for the, the diamonds the in the rough?
3: Yeah. Exactly, Did it work out? Didn't work out. <laughs> it seems reviewers actually know what they're talking about most of the time. It's almost like they're professional at it. Yeah. Um yeah, generally it's right. But we try and we try and pull out the little nuggets that yeah. are in them. Something we tend to try and find something that's good, and if we can't, we tend to find a review by someone that is mentally ill in some fashion. Actually <laughs> yeah, so love this film, and but yeah. We try and pull out some something good from the film.
2: So usually there is someone out there who will like any film yeah there's yeah. always an audience
1: and the reverse is true of people when there's a film that everyone else seems to like there's always a contrarian there's a contrarian both ways isn't there yes um and you'll always get like reviews five star reviews on amazon and prime and stuff and people rating the
0: yeah well one of the things we've noticed is obviously that the, the fake reviews that you get so for instance a critically panned movie that's that's worldwide uh, known as being incredibly poor, like, for instance, Cats or something, or, or Jack and Jill or um, anything from uh, Michael Bay. Um, <laughs> th- there'll be people out there that will enjoy the film but also give it a ridiculously high rating to, yeah. to combat that and to bring the thing. So you get mm. these ridiculous 10 out of 10s and they, clearly, they're parodies. Uh, and, and, and so that's quite difficult to negotiate your way around. Yeah. I think the good thing about it, sort of, for us, is obviously... It, we we're watching things that you would not choose to watch, you know, at all. Because obviously we're film fans and we we, we surround ourselves with that sort of film um, hmm. media. And we're both into podcasts and film podcasts and, you know, magazines, Empire Magazine and all that jazz. And so, you, you know, you, you deliberately go out and want to seek the good stuff and see the good stuff. And we're finding that we don't have time. Yeah. We've got no time for anything Oscar related. That must be... the the
1: most
3: heart-wrenching part of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You've only got finite time. And, and I think this this Oscars, I haven't seen a single what? of the nominated <laughs> films because I just haven't had time. But, you know, you look at the
0: Razzie nominations, we've oh, got, yeah, yeah we tick, that. That, <laughs> tick that, tick that, tick um, that. But, it, so yeah, for that for that reason, I think sometimes it can be a bit of a pain. When we get guests on, like yourselves, you know, um, we get them to choose a film that, you know, is critically panned by their peers and then they have to defend the honour of it and why do they like it why do they go against mm, you know yeah. what's been said about it and so they're generally speaking a little bit higher tiered aren't they yeah, so they go up
3: two or three points on the old scale we let them we let them have it
1: yeah <laughs> so,
0: yeah to be honest it's too high want to go a bit lower a bit lower
1: so have, have you guys seen cats no but i mean that's i mean surely that's your that's your niche. Well, well, definitely be
0: going for it when okay. it comes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're the problem
3: is, is, that we, we don't want to pay <laughs> these <laughs> films. Is uh, like it's already painful enough? <laughs> if to, like for um, our recent um, live podcast, mm. um, we did Ed, um, which wasn't on any of the streaming services, and I ended up having to spend six pounds. <laughs> but the thing is, like, I didn't have to spend. I could have spent three pound forty nine um, to rent it. Mm. But I thought I might watch this twice because <laughs> my memory is quite poor. So I figured the six pounds was a bargain. So I ended up watching it twice just to make it worthwhile. Well, we had, we, we had
0: a celebration when Holmes and Watson dropped on Sky I'm Movies. So we were like, yes, it's out. <laughs> <laughs> we can do it. Well, hopefully this
1: is a good film we're talking about today. Uh, this is Boyhood. Yes, Uh, Chris, you chose it. Can you tell us why you chose it and give us a synopsis in a minute or less?
0: Yes, a brief synopsis would be, um, it's uh, a shot in 39 days over 12 years, um, directed by Richard Linklater. Um, It's a a very unique approach to filmmaking, I'd say. Um, So it follows Mason Jr., um, played by Ella Coltrane, over 12 years, essentially. Uh, Him growing from six to... Eighteen, yeah. And we drop in and out of his life every year. Um, and you see him grow, things happen. Not a lot happens, actually, but everything happens at the same... It's one of those things, like, there's no storyline, but there is so much that happens to him, mm. as you would expect from somebody growing up in 12 years. Um, I chose it because I found it pretty devastating to watch. Um, for good reasons. I don't know why I'm laughing. LAUGHTER uh for good reasons and, your emotion
3: uh, amuses me <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> uh yeah, I do get emotional at most films, especially things like this mm. um for me it, it hit home uh and it, and then the rewatch was tricky but so again, is there
3: like it's every year of his life captured at least for yeah. some part of the film yep yeah. Yep. Yep.
0: yeah, they basically in it the uniqueness of filming it. Was was quite hadn't been done before, mm. and, I, and a lot of filmmakers I think have, have tried to do something similar and given up because it's very time consuming. I mean, is
1: it is it that time consuming though? Because you can see you get you get those snippets, um, mm. and I get a lot of the pop, a lot of the good thing about a lot of um, the skill in the making a film production is getting everything tied down within like four weeks, two months. Yep. Yep. So, this is, I guess, the most difficult part of this is like ramping up and ramping down again. Mm -hmm. But the way he does it, and I'm I'm sure it was shot on film because back then it would have just been the digital. It's all on film. It's all on film. Yeah. So, doing it digitally would have been, would have looked so much worse and trying to get to that level. So, shooting on film gives it a bit more of a, um, it makes it a little little bit more difficult because you have a a bigger crew. Mm -hmm. But still, it's kind of a skeleton crew for each of the setups, really. It's not anything big or, or, or the brass is just like a, almost like a flying wall of these people's lives each yeah, time, yeah. so it shouldn't be that much of a, of a ramp up each a, time. But well
2: well, also th- because it's only really got four cast members, mm. and given that Ethan Hawke's a pretty good friend, and it's his own daughter, you've only really got two of the characters <laughs> that they need to kind of negotiate uh, yeah. re- reoccurring negotiation. A,
0: a I think a lot of it was on good faith as well that the cast would come back because mm-hmm. obviously for legal reasons they can't tie you into a contract for twelve years, so. Yeah, Ethan, as you say, Ethan was a, a big friend of, uh, of Richard Linklater's and obviously they collaborated on, on all the, the uh, before uh trilogy, yeah. Yeah. Um, so there was that that bond there. Um, it, the, the the main character, Mason Jr., his father is a musician that was known to um, Richard Linklater as well. So there was lots of connections yeah. and they were family friends so they could see how it got made. And Patricia was well on board as well from the very beginning because it was so unique. I mean, she did incredibly well out of it in terms of awards. Um, I felt really sorry for Ethan Hawke. Because I mean, at the time when the award season was around and this movie was basically being nominated for everything, she was winning a lot. He didn't win anything and uh, supporting actor or anything, I don't think.
1: Uh, I can, I mean, I can yeah, see
2: that. A, they're different for perform- performance. Yeah. I mean, they're, I think they're both great in it. Um, mm. I'll watch Ethan Hawke pretty much in anything because I really mm. like him, but yeah. she is amazing in it. And you can kind of really see, she kind of grows more mm. and changes more. And I think she's probably got a bit more screen time and because yeah. she's kind of, you know, the single yeah. mom bringing them up, she, her journey is just a bit more
1: impactful in isn't detail. It? Yeah. Yeah,
2: and, um,
1: so, I mean, She's just great. tell us the thoughts. What do you think about the film generally?
2: Yeah, so I really liked it. I saw it at the cinema when it came out. Um, and yeah, it's just, it really annoys me when people go on about, oh, it's amazing because it was filmed over this amount of time. And that kind of becomes a, a little bit gimmicky. But it is, it's one of those films where, like you said, nothing really happens, but then a lot really happens. So I think it's kind of like a perfect, Richard Linklater film in mm. that it kind of tells a story over a prolonged period of time and the kind of story is is it's just a family growing up and these are the things that kind of happen to them mm. which if you like that thing it's brilliant mm. but I can kind of see where people have gone oh my god it's like <laughs> nearly three hours of nothing happening it's really boring.
1: Mm. Yeah I know people who don't watch um, drama based on real life or uh, read fiction based on real life as you could perceive it because they feel that you know you're kind of living it and I know a lot of people who just like read sci-fi because mm, it's, they yeah. want to think of fancy and yeah. things that you couldn't necessarily think but I really like this uh type of film making and I really can get involved in other people's because it's still not my life I can still see yeah. what's going on here and I do like the I do really like Richard Linklater as a movie as a filmmaker there's not many of his films I don't like and we've had um Bernie in here
2: Yes, which, which, is, which, is the odd least, piece. which is the least Richard Linklater
0: film. Uh, that I think. I've, I've seen half of it, yeah. to be honest, and it, it was, I don't know, I don't know, it just didn't...
2: It's a bit of an odd one. Struggle,
1: isn't it?
0: I struggled with it a little bit. Because
1: even A scattered Darkly is more like, oh yeah, that seems like a Richard
0: Linklater yeah, type, yeah, type, yeah, type
1: yeah, film, even yeah. though
3: it's a completely different concept. Mm. Matt, you've been very quiet. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I suddenly realised I'm probably the minority in the room. I, I think maybe because I hadn't seen it before, and I actually thought it was... A, different film <laughs> when um, chris had boyhood um and i hadn't seen it before and then because it was kind of given the fanfare of being chris's choice and we don't get to pick good films very often <laughs> so um yeah so uh, big
2: pressure i was
3: sort of sat there and, and he told me it was a, he was emotional about it and stuff and I, so i was i think the problem was i was waiting for something to happen sure like right up um, to the moment the screen went black i thought he's gonna die like <laughs> <laughs> like we can see on the screen there, the last scene I'm like he's just gonna like he's gonna do something he's gonna fall off that rock and it's just gonna be a, an absolute tragic ending so um, I don't know if I could see past the gimmick because obviously there's a, a large risk taken mm-hmm. when you um, bring on some seven year olds that they're gonna grow into good actors and you can see I think for the main characters that worked mm. but for some of the other sort of um, siblings that they sort of inherit during the film mm. It's a bit am some of the bits and pieces, so I wasn't I wasn't massively enamoured with it at all. So yeah, I think I'm a bit alone on that one.
1: I mean, talking about the 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 child actors, the the most. And you talking about um, had to kind of work on good faith that everyone's going to return. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was actually his daughter that was least interested in coming back. <laughs> That's right. And she
2: wanted to die apparently. Yeah. yeah. Like,
3: just, just <laughs> so kidding. that would have been the drama yeah. for you. Like with it with might her,
2: <laughs> <have> brought you <laughs> in.
1: Do you, need, do you need such big, I don't want to say bombast, but do you need such a big thing for, to, for, you, for you to evoke tears or evoke emotion? Oh, yeah, I'm dead inside.
0: <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> it's I'm, all I'm those bad films you've solo. been watching. <laughs> we're we're um, like night and day in terms of that, aren't we? Yeah. I mean, it won't take much to set me off. I think for me, the, the things that stuck out for me in this is just the change was yeah not given a fanfare when this when the scenes uh, naturally close and mm. you, you get another scene and you notice small things like the hair the hair length is one of the first indications yep. that, that we've gone from a time jump yeah. and um, it's silent and um, but I, it's just like a sucker punch I found it just very difficult because you're you're watching something so um long uh, uh, <laughs> in a short period of time and it's so condensed mm. and it i i think it had a, a quite profound effect on me because you you find yourself looking back so much and then looking forward because you know i'm not saying you have to have children maybe to appreciate slightly more i'm thinking maybe there might be an element of that i think if you have a family a young family mm. uh And you're already thinking about the day when they potentially leave Mm -hmm. and and they go and do their own thing and letting go, um, loneliness and all those things. And then, you know, to see it happen and you're retrospectively thinking, oh, what have I done? What have I done in in 12 years? And, you know, Mason is is an interesting character. He obviously grows up to be... um creative he's already uh keen on photography he's got a quite unique style about him he knows who he is as a person mm-hmm. you see him growing really nicely into something that you would you know we'd we'd warm to do naturally he's he, he's he's trying new things you know not necessarily good stuff he obviously drinks he's doing drugs mm-hmm. uh or dabbles in bits and pieces what, what we all kind of did probably growing up and um you know finding himself as a person it was just so interesting for me yeah. and, and and looking back on my life and thinking what have i done that i could you know condense to say it was was have i done enough essentially do you want, do you know what i mean but i don't think
1: he's he's done he kind of seems to be hold, you're holding a, you holding know, on a high pedestal. but i think yeah. he's just he's just living his life and yeah. i think that's what's l- lovely of about this normal film normal life yeah. as well
2: i exactly. think exactly
0: pa- nothing too yeah
2: flashy you know, no no
0: there's nothing no no don't he hasn't like he won the Nobel Peace Prize but it's <laughs> for me it's like I look at it and just I'm just you you, you think you of yourself and what you've done and mm. it's
3: just so retrospective and I, I found it it's like a sucker punch for me and I thought it was brave to try and miss out on all these kind of cliches the fact like in horse yeah. character rather than be, you know staying as that serial bad dad or mm. whatever like that or he did actually you saw him grow yeah yeah. a yeah. reasonable person and you saw like Patricia Arquette's go through several marriages um, several and bad partners, choices yeah
1: that, um, yeah and I think that's I think on this route, this is the second time I've seen it um, but it's as interesting for me watching Ethan and Patricia Them grow in this as much as watching the kids grow because obviously the kids' growth is more apparent. They shoot up like two foot. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Their voices change and they have different, and suddenly, you Mm. know, they're trying new things which they weren't doing when they were six and seven. Um, And the relationship's different, it's a lot more uh, different. But seeing, you know, Patricia Arquette going through the. initially meeting that um, lecturer and thinking everything's good and he, he turns to drink and becomes abusive. Mm. They leave that relationship and I felt so, I felt really sorry for the kids that they were leaving behind. His, oh yeah, that's yeah. that's
0: awful scene. Yeah,
1: And you can, t- I could, you know, I can you know, project onto that scene that uh, Patricia's character was thinking, I can't take, I need to take these other kids but I can't do that. Yeah. That's probably yeah. what kept her there longer than, yeah, she would have wanted to originally. If yeah. it was just her kids, she would probably would have been out there earlier. Yeah. Um and then going into a second uh, relationship, which turned to be we didn't see it as physically being as, as abusive, but we you, you just There's you saw an
0: undercurrent yeah. yeah. There's something
1: not quite. And then out. the next and like I say, when it just fades to the next scene he's not there anymore. Yeah. You're like, okay, yeah. well you could see that because he was a twat. Um, yeah. no you see so this what's kind the of cool ex, here
2: ex- me. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. Is that it, once, you, once you saw once you zoomed in, focus it in on him opening the beer. <laughs> I was like, okay, he's out,
3: um, yeah. When it's yeah, the yeah. scene or next. But I want to see what she does to drive all of the people that she's with to drink. Yeah, but is it? <laughs> no, that's, why is it blaming <laughs> on her? <thus>? She, she, <laughs> she makes
2: a joke about it, doesn't it, at the end? Like She she makes bad men choices, mm, and she yeah. kind of knows that um, she, she makes those choices. She good
3: makes good those men Because well. <laughs> 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 we, we see the, like her second husband, mm. we see him before, and he looked like a lovely man, right? He was talking about his time in the war and how he was sort of like touchy-feely, they reached out. Nice guy. We see Ethan Hawke after relationship turn into a nice guy. I mean, with the the, the yeah. electorate, we don't really see, but yeah, I, I think I, maybe when, it's maybe are, it's
2: the kids. They never had kids before, and they've just inherited her kids. It's a good and that's point. It.
3: It's a good
0: point, that maybe there is something there that you know. But I yeah. don't. I don't know. I mean, I think potentially I think, they, they're trying to portray her as someone who's trying to do the right thing to mm. to, to have a father figure in her kids' lives, and um, and you know, looking at people that potentially might have a good have a good way of. Steering them in the right direction and it didn't doesn't work. It doesn't work for a lot of people, Matthew. How dare you? Yeah.
2: <laughs> and then I, I mean, it's it is real, isn't it? You know, mm. a lot of people make a lot of bad relationship choices, mm. and that kind of gives it this authenticity that she is trying to make this life right. And you know, she thinks these men when she meets them are going to be good father figures and right for her. But then, you know, it, it kind of turns out down the line that there's underlying issues which don't make them compatible.
1: And mm. I wouldn't. Yeah, I wouldn't blame. <laughs> bad character at all that's yeah that, sounds, L- that's, Olivia. Just, yeah, that sounds super dark um i yeah. think that's just kind of ingrained in these in these people yeah um you know so i it. think
2: that's ingrained in american culture to be honest
1: mm-hmm. I I mean, again i wouldn't make a broad brush against america but there's, there's people who well, are the,
2: the obviously the later boyfriend is obviously coming back from war which yeah. is obviously lots of things on his mind and then obviously the first guy is very much that kind of american almost like a stereotype. So, you know he, one of the really sad bits is when he shaves, like, Mason's hair. I yeah, thought it such a dick. You know, but, yeah. he's, he's one of those people who, you know, guys should not have long hair. You know, yeah. that is what yeah. he thinks. And, you know, kids should clean his house. He's that kind of I American mean, person. I mean, definitely have
1: chores, but don't be such a dick about yeah. it.
2: <laughs> that, that was his character, though, mm. that kind of person. That there was we red see flags what, all
1: over yeah. there. We it. it was crazy. Um, I loved, with Ethan, um, He's a, cool yeah, he's a cool dad he's a cool dad he's a terrible father he's, taken, he's a cool dad he's taken, um, the flags off uh, well he's putting flags down helping put flags down for yeah. Obama yeah, yeah, I yeah. can't remember who the other guy was and in was guy the time McCain yeah, yeah probably uh, so. taking them off the, off the front lawn um, but uh, also like, things like that really put it in that kind of sense of time which I really appreciate as well as the soundtracks mm. changes oh the yeah. soundtrack's amazing yeah um, the soundtrack annoyed me a bit too much this time because there's only snippets of things. And you know, as, as I started to get going, I was like, you then it's the gone whole again. Song? Yeah. <laughs> Not the whole song necessarily, but there was just, you didn't, it was just like a bit of Coldplay to put you in 20, 2000 yeah, and yeah. whatever. Well, yeah. And there's that kind of thing. You're just like, "And now this is the time guys. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hit a bit of, um, do you realise by the Flaming Lips? Because yeah. it's now that, that year and it's, that's... It's,
3: yeah. Those, those things I those found I a little jarring though, because like the hairstyle a bit contrived, and then the music switching and then the, the, there's always, there was a couple of times where they were talking about things of that year. Mm. Oh, like,
2: Star Wars oh, yeah, as well. Yeah, the
3: films. Oh, films start out this year and it's just like it feels, it felt a little bit too much like we've got to quickly shoehorn it because we're doing this wonderfully novel thing of spreading this over 12 years mm-hmm. Yeah, that we've got to show it and we've got to, you know.
0: There's a, there's a bit where they edit in, or I don't know what they edit it in, but there's a, deliberate like close-up of an iPod in docking, like, yes. like a docking speaker right. <laughs> and you just think yeah that's quite a clanger because that, yeah. that was quite jarring but yeah I think from a sign pointing point of view it worked for me and all the songs well most of them were, were great you know you say the Flaming Lips and Wilco was the one for me because it was a massive Wilco fan and the Sky Blue Sky was their best album is still considered to be their best album mm-hmm. and, and the, the scene with uh, dad talking to um, Mason about
1: Mason Mason Senior's talking to Mason Junior. Yeah. <laughs> in, in
0: the car, talking about that song, and he's trying to explain the lyrics. You know, this song is about, it's a country-western song. Well, you know, the lyrics are about and this, that, and the other, and I was thinking, yeah, this is quality. But the <laughs> thing about Ethan Hawke's character, the dad, is, you know, he gets the glory. He, he breezes in and breezes yeah. out, and uh, Patricia's there dealing with the day-to-day nitty-gritty, knitting, knitting and, and, and we, that, I think, is, is clever. Yeah, um, I, I
2: think with anyone else playing it, then he would have come across a bit more of a jerk. Yeah, but I yeah. think because it's Ethan Hawke, yeah. you, you're kind of like, yeah, we know his behaviour's pretty bad. And
0: what is it though? I mean, I mean, he's he's got a small window with the with the with the kids, mm-hmm. and so he he wants to do the best he can, make it enjoyable for them. Um, you know, we don't know why he left um, mm. and we don't know why they split up. It's alluded to at the end, uh, slightly. You said they were, they were both too young. Yeah, yeah. And, and they were both young parents, yeah. actually, in real life. I think that's uh, what, what, what sort of steered them towards the project. Um, for me, he doesn't appear to do anything wrong. I just think he's, he's doing, he's trying very hard to get the kids on board and to, to have a good time, to be that dad that's cool. Yeah. And I think I would probably do the same. <laughs> um, you know talk about sex try to do a bit of sex head but do it in a light hearted way mm-hmm. talk about music talk about being yourself being the person you want to be encouraging conversations you know that bit where he pulls over in the car and he says I don't want I don't want to be that dad you know don't yeah. say everything's fine you know my kids do that now and they're like nine and six and they come home and say how was school don't know
3: He's you need like- to have a cooler car and then you do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Trans Am was it Trans Am or no, something
0: no know. it wasn't that good so- it's
3: cooler than that <laughs> <laughs> Some big stalwart American car. Yeah. That, that one resonated in my heart when he when he sold his car and bought a minivan. And yeah, yeah. Mason was like, you're going to give me that car? Yeah. <laughs> you don't remember, like, do you? am pretty sure I didn't say that.
1: But he kind of really, really shot Mason Jr. down then. He's like, if I said that, I don't remember. But yeah, honestly, yeah. it's my car to sell, so go. go f- <laughs>
3: yeah. You know, basically. yeah, yeah,
1: he's, right. he's like, right. Think
3: about your sister. What would
1: she
0: get if I like,
3: yeah. gave you the car?
0: Yeah, yeah. But he's obviously, it's the way he held on to that. Mm. That, and how kids do that? It's like I get yeah, little you, throwaway comments. You get that all the time it's like Dad, you lied. I said, like, what about? <laughs> you said we were going to that today, and we we haven't gone. I said, well, it's not, it's not technically a lie. It's just that something else Dad has happened. Kid it's though. like, no, you lie all the time. <laughs>
2: <laughs> One thing I wanted to talk about. So this came out in two thousand and fourteen. Mm-hmm. That was a good year for film.
1: That was also the Birdman, which yep. we've had in the cinema, Whiplash.
0: Which Whiplash. We had, we had oh, crying. Whiplash yeah. is amazing. Yeah,
2: yeah, so it was... Because um, this won quite a few awards, I remember, mm. but it kind of lost out, I think, a little bit to those two as well. And mm-hmm. it was only really Patricia Arquette that kind of picked up m- mm. the majority of what she Did was nominated for. Did
1: she win Best Actor? Supporting Actress, actress yeah, okay. at the academies. When you guys first heard about this, obviously... Matt, you, came, you didn't know what this film no, was until on. recently. But when you first heard about it, did you watch this in the cinema, Chris?
0: No, no, I watched it pretty pretty soon after general release. Oh, okay. um, yeah, yeah, I didn't manage to get to the cinema.
1: But when you knew about this film, what what were you,
0: what was your anticipation of it? I didn't know much about it. Oh, really? I, obviously, I heard the reviews. Yeah. I, I knew the concepts, but I don't know what I was expecting, but I knew it was something that would, have, would appeal to me just by the way that it was sold and mm-hmm. set up and the trailer looked very really good. It was such an interesting concept, as I said, and... You know, I've not seen much of um, Richard Linklater's movies or his work oh, right. before. So um, it was a good gateway into other stuff that he's done, certainly. And and the more I researched today, you know, talking about it, the more I've been able to actually think, oh, I might go back and just, do a bit of a rewatch on a lot of his stuff, and or seek out the stuff that I've not seen. Yeah, because um, it, it is interesting. It's a very interesting filmmaker. Are you are are you a fan of the Linklater?
2: Yeah, I am. The ones that I've seen, i have not seen them all because some of them are a little bit trickier to get hold of. But I really like the before after yeah. yeah the trilogy. I really like that. Yeah. Um, trying to think, what else?
1: One of my favorite films ever is is Days of Confused. See,
2: I saw that recently, and I was a bit like, mm, I'm "Not sure about that one."
0: Uh, I'm, I'm I need to go back huge, to that one. Yeah, it's lost in the banks of my memory. I think some, sometimes it is the, when you watch it
1: because I watched that first when I was at school. I was going to leave school the year after, and I was like, "Yeah, yeah, <laughs> high school room, <we're> going to leave, <laughs> going to leave, and then be, be a big man in the big world." Yeah, um, but I still really, I still really love it, and I still think it's 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 an early filmmaker, early, early indie filmmaker. Um, but I think the things he does are just, they are noodly and they're kind of navel-gazy, but they're also, yeah. uh, I think they're kind of, they are pits at the right level. And if you, someone else did the before trilogy, it would just not work in yeah. any way, shape or form. And Julie Delphi and Ethan Hawke in, in the first one, is still one of my drop-dead favourite films. I, don't, I think I've only seen it twice. Yeah, yeah. But it's those two talking, they meet on a train and they're talking for like an hour and a half. He... Somehow makes that amazing.
0: Well, you you mentioned naval gazing there, and I, this this movie Boyhood is just full of it. I mean, mm. every piece of dialogue that Mason Junior says towards the end of, of the film yeah. is utter naval gazing <laughs> to the tenth degree. And and you know, in, in a different kind of setup, in a shorter, different conceived film, a differently conceived film, it would have been quite bad um, and, and come across as quite contrived. But he gets away with it because you know you just think. Yeah, he's going through those feelings and processes in real time. Yeah. Uh, and looking back on that, it's, it's, quite, it's quite easy to see yourself doing that. I mean, we all, when we were growing up and getting into teens and struggling with who am I, what am I going to do, mm. where am I, what, what, what is I mean, life?
1: I had the crappy jobs at, uh, yeah, at yeah, yeah. working in restaurants and stuff. Yeah. Like that. I had, a, had a, a boss who thought he was amazing. And you're like, and he, yeah, if you try hard come on, mate, yeah. one day,
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah. this <laughs> yeah. clip on Tiger. could be <laughs> <hours>. <laughs>
0: Right. but his um, his social media comments were quite good as well even back in 2014 or the, the, the last week he was talking about you know live the moment and you know you're on and they you know, start talking about in the car he done his...
3: anything else since Ruta
1: Lingle or Ella no, Portain no. uh, he's, done, he's done bits but I don't think anything
3: no I
2: think he's he's so kind many, of a, he's one of those like model big. slash actors possibly
3: he's a slashy <laughs> yeah he's waiting for that next big 12 year project um, well do you
1: want to head to the scores guys
0: why not Hello, I'm Sam Pei. And I'm Martin Zotzostwick And together we host a show called Song, Song by Song, Song, where we deal with the music of Tom Waits. We've been going since uh, 2015. Every week we talk about a new track. Uh, we've made our way through 15 seasons so far of his music. And now we're going back to the early years. And if you haven't listened to Tom Hicks before, it's not the growly stuff. It's not the stuff where he's hitting an automobile with a bone for percussion. <laughs> it's a nice, easy way into his music. If that sounds like something you would be interested in, you should check out our website, songbysongpodcast.com, or put Song by Song into your podcatcher of choice.
2: Welcome to the FlixWatcher scores. All of our scores are out of five. You may have decimal places if you wish. And uh, we will start with you, Chris, with your
0: recommendability, please. Yeah, I mean, it's a five.
1: How many times have you seen this now? Or, I mean, it's going to bleed a bit into the repeat viewing score, but...
0: Well, I, okay, I've seen it twice. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd recommend it for the reasons why we've discussed. I mean, there is so much going on in it, and but yet nothing at all. Um And as a piece of work that's different and um, unique, I think it's a a must-see. And if you're a fan of the director, then it it really does really incorporate everything that he does very well.
1: Yeah. Matt? Um, And you can go to decimal places here if you want.
3: Yeah, it's a a tricky one because I think it is, it has a sort of certain person audience to this. I don't think it would be one you'd go like, you know, you'd segue from talking to Star Wars and go, oh, by the way. I've got a great film for you. Um, What's this? So I think it's going to be... I'm going to go halfway. I'm going to go two and a half. Oh, oh. Smash in the middle. Helen.
2: Uh, I mean, I really like this. And bleeding into the repeat viewing, I hadn't seen it since I'd seen it at the cinema um, and did really enjoy watching it again. And there's a lot of things that I really, really, really love about it. But I'm going to give it a 4.7 for (laughs) the people... Like Matt, who it's it's not for them. I don't think it is for, for everyone. Like mm-hmm. my dad wouldn't watch this. I know well, loads of people wouldn't well, think... watch this. It's and also it's really long. A lot of people yeah. would just be it's like, long. I just don't have the time to watch a film that's nearly three hours where basically a kid grows up.
3: Yeah, <laughs> I think if it hadn't been recommended to me, I yeah. would have enjoyed it more as well. So I oh, really? think, it, yeah, I, my, my low do recommendation. Get, do, you get, do you kind of get your hunches at when someone. No, it's just I, I, I kind of went, ooh, oh, really? and then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, but I think if you if I'd stumbled across it, then I, I'd have maybe enjoyed it more. But if if it had stumbled across it and you looked at the time
1: and it was like, oh, three hours, would you have. Three hours is a, a tough stumble, yeah. right? Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah, exactly.
2: <laughs> I mean, I, I remember seeing it in the cinema and I don't think it had quite reached its hype machine mm. when it got there mm. and i think i sort of saw it on the premise that it was linked later and ethan hawke and it was kind of like this sort of experiment over time rather than it being this is this award-winning film that had been out and you know i know when it came out quite a few people like really really loved it and mm. it was their favorite film ever mm.
1: yeah i think it was, it was one of my favorite films that year um in a year that i'd saw birdman at cinema or whiplash at cinema i can't remember what else that year but it was, it was a strong year but i haven't watched it again um a lot of it because of that three hour thing mm. um and it's i had such a good time in the cinema watching it as well for me if you're going to watch a three-hour film in the cinema is, is the best place to where you can't literally mm. you cannot do anything else mm. my repeat uh, this time when i watched it i did watch in sections just a busy period of my life, um moving house and all that stuff. So, right. But it was actually quite nice to watch it episodically. I could stop like everyone again and go, okay, well, this is, I'll pick it up in like two hours time when I'm back home or I can do this and that. So I think that might be how I watch it in the future. But um I, I do really love it. I do really like this kind of film. I do really like sci-fi as well. I do really like a lot of types of films, but I do really like when someone portrays real life well. And I don't think that's been done better outside of, of this film because you just can't. You, the same you've found mm. the same people for twelve years, which is mm. a phenomenal thing. And I know it's gimmicky in a way, and it's high concepts in a way. But if you hadn't stuck the landing the way he did, it, you know it just it wouldn't be it wouldn't be the film, is it? But it, I think you really did stick landing. Mm. And the bit at the end, I didn't cry in this film, but I can see why people would get emotional about it. But seeing, and I remember when I went to university and I put all stuff into my room, turned around. And my mum was literally about to start floods of tears. But then one of my best mates from school, who was also the same, literally turned came down the hallway at the same time. Mm. And you could tell she was gutted that she couldn't just really... Yeah, yeah Say yeah. goodbye. Yeah, say goodbye properly. Obviously, oh, obviously man, don't, like. you going to set me off. <laughs> <laughs> but that was the... <laughs> that scene for me is like,
0: yeah, that's mm. like, I could I could understand that
3: yeah. so much more. And that's...
0: Well, is the thing, you know, my wife is always crying about this, this, this subject, you know, mm. the boys leaving and... Uh,
3: I got the party poppers in already, I got. <laughs> be that party poppers, like, you're going to like, put them under, on a pedestal and kick them out. Yeah. Get out! <laughs> the kids go out the door and go, oh, I forgot my phone and come back and I'm painting the bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> this, is my, this is now my
1: screening room. Yeah. But what's, what's, you're not that back in. <laughs> <laughs> You've got the sofa now. The locks are being changed. <laughs> just in my pants. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I'm going to go, I'm yeah. going to join Helen on, well, I'm going to... bit higher, 4.75, because there are
3: definitely
0: definitely
1: people who would find this more difficult to swallow um, because of the concept, because it's a newly film and because of the time. But Mm -hmm. for anyone who's slightly (laughs) open-minded, then... (laughs) You tried, though. You tried. I tried,
0: yeah. Open-minded, man.
1: But my wife and I sat next to someone in the cinema and she was just, like, floored at the end. And she's like oh my god this is a cl- i don't know if she's american oh my god this is a classic <laughs> <Sounds> like- yeah but <laughs> <laughs> my memory she's, she's american um and i was like why are you talking to me
3: but it's still that like, yeah, 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 i don't yeah. I really have it's interactions with american.
1: people straight away in the in the cinema like that and she sat yeah. by herself and th- i think she just wanted to like say something to someone yeah, and i was yeah, like yeah but yeah. after i got over the why you're talking to me but i was like yeah good uh re- sorry helen oh,
2: yeah i was just gonna also say that i, I recently watched um mid-90s recently and Mm. I kind of liked it but it had nowhere near the sort of effect or storytelling or anything that this had I mean I said to you that I kind of felt that it felt a bit more like a couple of ideas sort of thrown together rather than anything like a proper story
1: um mid-90s obviously it follows one kid over like a couple summer of weeks or yeah something.
2: summer maybe
1: um he doesn't have any f- real friends his, yeah. his brother's a bit of a dick and falls in
2: with a skate gang yeah
1: mm. I, mean, I felt there
2: was no real depth in this in the kind of characters in that i mean i, I did enjoy it there was a lot to like about it i and think it's kind of interesting but it's not it's nothing compared to this
1: for me what i loved about the mid-90s was just the when i used to just love hanging out hanging around with kids, other other boys mm. in the summer and like riding the bikes and like going to the pond and fishing out for tadpoles. is that kind of stuff <laughs> that I really just didn't...
0: Immortive with me. But repeat viewing score for boyhood. Yeah. Um, okay, I, it will have to be lower because, I mean, it is an investment of time. And, and if, you, if you found When you say
1: investment, that's a good thing, though, isn't it it? A, Yeah, but I think... <laughs> for, for,
0: for, and it pays <laughs> out, for, for the time that you're putting into it, um, I think repeat viewing would be... My recommendation would be to watch it in segments, as you said, because it would actually probably deliver the same in in a way. If you watched it in half an hour segments, it'd probably be fine. Repeat viewing, I'll probably say about a three point five. Um it, it's an emotional thing to get through as well for for those of you who are emotional. Thank you. People stop looking at me <laughs> when they talk about all these things.
3: <laughs> Matt. Um, You're not gonna watch I'm, this never, again, gonna watch you? This
2: you I'm never gonna watch this again. I'm
3: gonna watch this again. I'm I'm not I'm not gonna do it. <laughs> <laughs> so um uh, a one, I guess, just because if, if I was like, if it was, if it went on to like ITV two, and it was really late, and I was scrolling through, and it was this or tipping point, then I might like, carry on watching it for a bit.
1: Could <laughs> you get sleep if you don't want to watch the thing It's, it's, yeah. it's fine, <laughs> Helen. Uh, <laughs> Read a book.
2: Yeah, I mean, listen to a podcast. <laughs> i remember seeing this it it come on netflix and i was like oh boyhood's on do i want to watch it no not Mm. really um so yeah i but i did really enjoy re-watching it um so it was quite long (laughs) uh three i think I mean, I probably would watch it again, but not immediately. If someone said to me, oh, I really, really want to watch it. Have you seen it? I'd be like, yeah, but let's watch it again. I'd, I'd probably be like that. But I did really enjoy watching it again, but it is it is quite long. And I, the same as you, I kind of watched it um, in bits just because I just didn't have the time yeah, in one go. For one sitting. Which mm. I right, think kind of worked.
1: It did. And mm. when, obviously Irishman's out now and... Quit shortly after people posted, like, okay, watch watch it as a miniseries, stop at 45 minutes in, mm. stop at one hour. It's like, yeah, that's fine. That actually makes sense. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it is a hard um, thing to lay out, especially if you've got kids or if you've just got a busy time at work and you come back and you're tired to sit down for three hours and like that be your sole focus is a hard ask um these days. Yeah, definitely. But I do, um, I'm sorry, I'm going to go higher. I'm going to 3.75. I'm really glad. Um, I think every time I watch it, there'll be other things to put out of it, to pull out of it mm-hmm. that you didn't see. Um, and I really just enjoyed watching Pat's, uh, Patricia Olivia's character. And one of the things I loved when in the cinema, as was pleased, at, you know, again because you didn't have you had the four core characters but you had the ancillary people that you saw like once and then they came back like two scenes later mm. it was that um, guy that's helping out with their house and yeah. helping with the sewage and then he came back like, yes. uh, yeah. like um, yeah like an hour later or like ten years later and said yeah, and yeah, you yeah. don't remember me but you told me I should go to school and I did do and now you know it wasn't it changed
2: my life yeah, yeah. it wasn't, so, wasn't a
1: high flyer but for him it was just like a massive yeah. step in the right direction. one free lunch for that yeah <laughs> <laughs>
0: She's changing changing a is he
3: always a cynic. Yeah. If, it, if it had
0: been Greg's or Nando, she would yeah. have got black carded, yeah, like, you know, a black
3: card. Yeah, I would like to throw me some vouchers. Is there a, Greg, is there a Greg's black card?
1: Apparently, Sarah
2: so is. is yeah. Yeah, it got one. Got one. Yeah,
1: Stormzy's got one. I knew, I knew about a Nando's black card. I haven't seen one. But, no one's uh, seen one. <laughs> it's, so, it's so black you can't see. It's, the <laughs> all, it's a black hole. It's a Greg's black hole. <laughs> well, that's me. Um, <laughs> there's, a Greg's? Greg's, there's a Greg's just down the road. It's open, it's open on Saturdays. Um, oh we'll no, no, I'll go for yum
0: you. Yum get yums.
2: vegan sausage roll for a pound. Oh. They're all right then. Yeah, they're good.
0: Fl- Flix Watcher podcast sponsored by Greg's. Well, that other thing
1: this is probably the first time we talked about Greg's, even, even given the vicinity we are to a Greg's. See, we bring it down, don't
3: we? <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: To pastry.
3: We <laughs> bring in these country bumpkins. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's all we talk about in Southampton. Isn't yeah. It? Pastry goods. Good. Small screen score. Yeah, I mean, I think it works on a small screen. Mm. Not too small. Um, laptop's fine. I watched it on a laptop um, this time around as a rewatch because it was just so convenient to do that. Um, it, it's not high def def. You, know, you don't have to be completely bombast, bombasted. Is that the word? Uh, by, it's, it's a word. <laughs> by, <laughs> by the special effects or anything, you know. It, yeah. Um, so for small screen score, it, it's very high. You're looking at a 4.5. <laughs>
3: Um, I'm going to give this a high score because I, I think this type of film works perfectly on a small screen. And as like you say, it, um, it labels that episodal nature of these long films. I mean, even to the extent of like having it on a phone or something like that, it doesn't really detract from the, you know, the the ongoing of the film. And um, in a way, you can feel more engaged because you're sort of bringing it around with you. You know, you're changing mm-hmm. your life at the same time as that. So I'm going to go with a five. It's, oh, so it's a perfect you. sort of small screen thing.
2: Helen, I think because the nature of nothing really happens that much, it does have that kind of TV series sort of feel to it. But saying that, I did really enjoy watching it at the cinema. I watched it at Screen Screen One in the Ritzy, which if you've ever been to that cinema, no, it's um, like a beautiful kind of old style with the Art curtain, Deco-y. yeah, Art Decoy. It's yeah. their their biggest screen, and it's it's a really lovely cinema. And I do. Really remember that experience quite well, but um, yeah, I rewatched it uh on the go on the iPad, so mm. yeah, that was fine. So I'm gonna go
1: 4.5. Yeah, um, again, cinematic experience was lovely, um, but I think I don't, I wouldn't go to see this at the Prince Charles if it came on, I don't think it needs that. But it was nice seeing with other people in the cinema the first time, and I don't think the soundtrack warrants you um trying to get the best you know, THX um, <laughs> Dolby Atmos scene because it wasn't shot that way. Um one thing I did actually this time around so I'm going to go for I'm going to go for four. Uh, one thing I did do this time was um after the film first came out the soundtrack was on my Spotify for yeah, yeah a couple of years. But this time I I forgot that um Ethan Hawke made that that, the black, that black album, album yeah. compilation. And someone has made that. It's supposedly, good. Supposedly, Ethan Hawke, it says on, on Spotify. I don't know if it is him or not. Yeah. Um we it's quite about good, It's but on
3: the way up, so I wonder if that's a Spotify playlist. It is a Spotify he actually playlist. made it with his daughter. Oh, yeah. Ethan Hawke did? Yeah, oh, okay. in real life to nice. help
2: with the Uma breakup Thurman, yeah. with um, Uma Thurman.
3: Yeah.
1: Ah, okay. Well, that's really cool. Um, so maybe
2: the, it is him.
1: Maybe. it maybe There is generally Boyhood Black Album on Spotify, and yeah. it's by Ethan Hawke, it says. So I did not know what it was. But he hasn't got that many followers, so maybe that's why I was like. Hmm, I don't know. Could be suspicious. But then the album's—it's a bit too long. It's not. It's more. It's yeah. like a triple album. I think if it yeah. cut down because some of the songs. Four
2: body of work, though.
1: Yeah, but it doesn't have to be every single song. They, but I think if they just chose more, it was like four the best songs. Ones. Yeah, exactly.
2: It could have been like three songs long.
1: But <laughs> John Lennon is John Lennon's definitely the best outside of the Beatles. I think.
0: Anyway. Um, Oof! Controversial.
1: <laughs> who would you have?
0: Uh, uh Paul McCartney. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Live
1: and Let Die, outside of that, whatever you yeah, got. Yeah, um, the the yeah. The Frog Chorus.
2: What's wrong with the f-
1: chorus?
0: What's wrong with you? <laughs> the Frog Chorus doesn't so make you've it. you've been around Matt too long. <laughs> the, well, the, the Frog m- Chorus
2: Paul doesn't. McCartney 2 is the one with uh, Coming Up and um, the other one, a Temporary Secretary. That yeah, one? that sounds that's familiar. A, yeah, that's a good album. He
0: is. An, he is very good. I know he's... Mm. a bit sort of um, suspicious nowadays you know but it's suspicious <laughs> well i don't, no. don't know why we're leaning into it yeah yeah <laughs>
3: what, what are you saying about the high litigious of uh Paul
2: <laughs> i quite like the wings stuff oh Linda. wings is brilliant stuff yeah. Yeah. jet <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's fine it's fine i just think you know we all shine on Whatever, it's not that it's not called cool that i know that but imagine yeah, i think yeah, yeah. inside the beatles i love george george harrison is my favorite but outside of the beatles it's it's, it's john lennon i think it's I not ringo what, anyway yeah, they're
2: just best together weren't they
1: <laughs> they were they were best together although imagine there's a stone cold and war is over. merry christmas war is over is one of my favorite christmas anyway so yeah Sports screen <laughs> scores christmas i'm 4. gonna go for four point let's go 4.4 because 4, that's what i've written i won
3: that
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's
0: not how it works <laughs> engagement score Chris? Yeah, engagement for me was a five. Definitely, I'm completely and utterly engaged with this movie from all the right reasons, well, and the wrong reasons, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I said that. But, um, yeah, the, the the tragedy and the, the all the, well, I say tragedy, but the tragicness of growing old and getting um, see your life flash before you in a <laughs> metaphorical way, and that's kind of what happened to me, and I was completely and utterly engaged with it. Um, you know, Ethan Hawke and Patricia Ar- Arquette really carry this, elevate it so much and they're great actors and you just really realise it watching this.
3: So yeah. A five. <laughs> Matt. Um I, I thought I'd give this the best chance possible and I watched the whole thing in one sitting. Um and I did I didn't drift away that often to be fair. Um when you say drift away is I fall asleep or it go to the toilet. It's like break. Know, okay, it's yeah. Like, <laughs> so that, that that didn't that didn't happen too that didn't happen too often. So it was it is oddly compelling um you know to to watch through. So uh yeah, four. Helen.
2: Uh yeah. So watching it the second time, obviously I said I, I watched it in bits so that I can't give it its its full engagement. And I guess it is because it's so kind of meandering, it doesn't really require you to give it a hundred percent concentration because it's not like there's any important plot things you'd miss. Um, but one thing on the engagement, did anyone else notice Ethan Hort's teeth?
1: Did they change?
0: Yeah. Oh, no, I didn't.
2: He's had some work done, <laughs> which is what I remembered from the first time.
0: Watch.
2: <laughs> and then I was like, did I imagine that? Or is it it's, um, a thing? But yeah, he's...
0: I'm gonna have but to watch it uh, again
3: now. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> but that's quite that's takes a repeat viewing That's just it would would be it, a part of life as well. Yeah, the same it way would as, be the beard yeah. changes and hair. But changes.
2: interestingly, um, apparently, Linklater told Patricia, Patricia Arquette not to get any surgery during the filming. Mm. Really, it's on. It's one of the trivia things, which I think I think was interesting.
1: Mm. What kind, I wonder what kind of surgery she's thinking about.
2: Well, I don't know. I mean, a woman in Hollywood, it would probably be everything that you're expected to mm. do um, yeah, which yeah, I yeah. think it is really interesting that she kind of doesn't and uh, you know it, it that add, kind of adds to the the realism so I'm gonna give it a four point five for engagement
1: I'm gonna join in four point five um four for the second time because like with Helen um I had to watch it episodically mm. but each time I put press play again each time I was like oh, I need to stop here because I've got other stuff to do but I was looking forward to getting diving back in there yeah, yeah, yeah. um and that and five for the first time in the cinema because I was just like this is great. Mm. And for the first few years, Mason Jr., you can't really tell where the cuts are. Mm. And the first the most obvious is when his hair gets shaved and then yeah, yeah, um, yeah, obviously the when the guys kind of move in and that's that's when there's a definite kind of change in the in the scenario. Mm. Um so for the first few years you can't really can't really you can maybe change a little bit, but then it kind of accelerates, doesn't it? Once yeah, once yeah, of, yeah, yeah
2: suddenly gets very tall.
1: Yeah. Um and it does look quite close to ethan hawke you can't you, can, you can't really imagine them being they like, all
2: look like kind of a family don't they yeah. Do, yeah, like the daughter and the son have sort of got the same nose yeah. and you're like well oh, it's good casting it's yeah. <laughs> well, really well good done. casting mm. saying that you had no idea potentially what they were going to look like in 12 years
3: mm. he was a great actor as a seven-year-old yeah i thought I, I was like well done
1: mm-hmm. i really love the early scenes when the, talking about wasps no, oh, I was going to say, but you <laughs> I was going, going to talk about wasps. No, the um, when Mason Junior's sister, um, played by Laurie Lee Linklater, um, kind of runs into the room, hits him, and starts singing Britney Spears. <laughs> yes. I was just like, yes, that's that's siblings. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah, exactly yeah. that kind of nonsense that and then you do. Pretend she got hit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So I think it's things like that that had me from the start. It's like, okay, yeah, yeah, they're, they're yeah, doing yeah. this, like, well. Um, so that gives us an overall score of 4.03750. Yeah,
3: that's pretty good.
2: Anything yeah. over a four is pretty strong, isn't it?
0: Yeah, good. I'm that's glad.
3: despite my scores as well.
0: Yeah. well. I think you bumped it up there a little bit as well, Matthew. I appreciate that. So we always go
1: out to Twitter and tell people, our Twitter people, uh, the film's going to watch ahead of time. In this case, we are reviewing Boyhood with Chris Alden and Saint underscore Matt. Is that because you support the Saints? Yes. Okay. Matt <laughs> Tissier, where's he been?
3: Yeah. <laughs> Bring him back.
1: <laughs> um, from uh, Movie underscore Bunker. Uh, have you seen it? Gives you your thoughts for an on air shout out. Underscore our five stars. We had one response today. Uh, Chris, could you, uh, I'm, I'm sure you're not going to enjoy saying this response, but.
0: Yes. Well, some tasteless podcast chap said one star, hate, boring, why?
2: <laughs>
3: All in caps as well. Yeah, We normally read these reviews out in a voice.
0: Yeah. So. I don't. I don't, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> but it was outrageous, was my reply. <laughs> and
2: he, he did give a... He, he came back,
0: yeah.
3: yeah. it's an uncomfortable theatre. To be fair, if this, if you're like on a hard seat, this is going to be tough. Yeah. So, yeah, his
1: response is, yes, but to be fair, I saw an uncomfortable theatre with someone I hate, uh, but I was so bored by it. Yeah, I think... The thing is, it's a one <laughs> his, I mean,
2: that was, I saw he that. Set himself,
1: yeah. He yeah. set himself up poorly, hasn't he?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah.
1: But it's also sometimes when there's a film... Um, I go to see quite. I guess half the films I see with my wife, half the films I don't see with her. But sometimes it's like Marvel films. I'm like I'm going to go and see this film, so I see you later because yeah, I know, yeah,
0: yeah.
1: as much as she wants to come with me, she wouldn't be enjoying it, and me like kind of side eyeing her, knowing that she's not enjoying it takes away from a lot of the enjoyment yeah, yeah, of doing yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. So I'd just rather watch it by myself. There's
2: lots of films like that. Yeah,
1: exactly. So Mm -hmm. if you're with someone you hate and they're sat next to you, that's
0: got to be one of the worst things ever.
2: Two hours and three minutes.
0: (laughs) Yeah, 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 wrong decision. an
2: uncomfortable (laughs) theatre.
0: But also you could be dead inside like Matt and just not really enjoy this kind of movie. It's It's not for everybody. And I think there will be people that will go, oof, no, this is...
3: Dull. Well, like Texas yeah. podcast. Yeah. Why? Why do this? Yeah. Um, there is a, there's a fine line between the comfortability of the theater with first three hour film, right? Yeah. One mm. and hours reclining seats and stuff. You're you're gonna go.
1: Well, that's where I saw Irishman was in. As much as I still hate the screen, is in the Empire. Uh, sorry, Odeon Leicester Square, where they've now redone it and all the seats reclining. And after I found out it was about half hour, I was like, oh, I'm gonna Lie lean down? as far back yeah. as possible, my friend. Um, and that does make it quite nice. And that's why I probably wouldn't watch the Irishman at home unless someone brings it to Flixwatcher. Yeah. Um, but it does make
3: it, it doesn't make a difference.
0: I think I was weeping in uh, watching The Return of the King at the end of that because I was just, please stop that's... this film. I want uh, to get out of here. It's yeah, the... but that
3: film teaser you at its end. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, No, it's not. It's, yeah. not, it's not it. Uh, no, uh, it's not. <laughs> You're like, uh, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, can, oh, God. I say, oh. oh, can I go
1: now? Oh, no. When's go at now. the end? Well, guys, <laughs> thank you very much for joining us and, and thank you for bringing Boyhood to our podcast can you explain where people can find you online and say goodbye to Jasper and
3: who else is listening
0: yeah well we are online we have a, a virtual presence as well uh, <laughs> online so yeah uh, the podcast.com.
3: yeah we, we at, splashed out on the com
0: yeah so the, the website <laughs> is the best place to get all the links to Instagram Twitter Facebook page and we like to get feedback from everyone if we like yourselves we tweet that we're going to do a film mm-hmm. get comments uh, especially with these Turkeys uh, <laughs> that are out there. Yeah, the more interaction from people that like the film as well is better yes. for us. No,
2: thank you very much. Thanks for coming on.
3: Thanks
2: for having
0: us. Bye. Bye. Bye.
2: Enjoyed this episode of Flix Watcher Podcast? Why not leave us a five star review on iTunes? You can also follow us at Flix Watcher Pod on Twitter and we're at Flix Watcher on Instagram.